Warning, the Underground Marketing Show contains adult language, adult content, and a policy against expensive and ineffective advertising. Listener discretion is advised. Now, here he is, author of Crazy Cheap Marketing, and the only gutsy expert who says, stop advertising and get busy marketing, or get busy dying, Andy Curry. Welcome to the first episode of the Underground Marketing Show, where you get tips, tricks, and kicks in the butt for small businesses. This is Andy Curry. I'm all about low-cost, low-tech, low-time requirement marketing methods for small businesses in the community, every community in the world, especially in the USA, but all over the world. And I want you to know that I am your advocate for not spending a bunch of ridiculous money to get poor results. I hate that. So I need you to know where I'm coming from as far as this goes. So here's my story so that you can relate and understand that I am in the same ballpark. I'm on the same page with you. First of all, years ago, when I got out of college, I got married to a woman who had two kids. I didn't understand at the time how expensive that was going to be. I wasn't making a whole lot of money. I was working for the family business and I wanted to make more money but I wasn't sure what to do. I couldn't exactly leave the business because I felt ties to it. So as time was going on, our general manager quit after being there for about 30 years. He had enough. Our assistant manager didn't want the job. I had been there about long enough, I thought, that I could do that job. And one of the reasons I wanted to do it was to make more money for my family. I mean, there were times when, well, actually all the time, I would go fill up the car with gas, okay? And when I did, I would only fill it with a half a tank every time. I know it sounds ridiculous because you're going to use the gas no matter what. But it was a psychological trick I was playing on myself. I was even very careful about using trash bags for Pete's sake. I would stuff the kitchen wastebasket as full as I could to where that thing would barely be able to close before I used another trash bag. That's how desperate I was getting for making money. I was, I was freaked out over that. So when the opening came to run the store, I jumped on it and I also wanted to do it because I I wanted to have some recognition from the fellow business owners around town because I kind of felt like I was this young guy that didn't know much and I wanted people to respect it so when we got going I started to dive in and I'm telling you that job was not nearly as easy as what it looked from the outside because I had to learn how to deal with employee problems. You have no idea how many employee problems are happening behind the scenes in this. You have to personally deal with them. I had to deal with bad Apple customers or people who were just freaking pissed off a lot. I had to make sure that the inventory was at acceptable levels. We, we didn't want to be out of things, etc., etc. But also, what people didn't know is I 
had a very low confidence level because when I was a kid I was bullied a lot a lot and it made me very often question what I was doing if my decisions were right if talking to girls was if it was okay for me to do that really I, I had a low self-confidence not a low self-esteem I just wasn't sure if I was doing things right so it was very uncharacteristic for me to jump in and say I'll manage the store and when I did and I said that to my dad who was the owner he said okay almost immediately and I felt really good about it but I was also scared and a lot of people didn't know that and so as I got going I of course was like I said dealing with employees customers etc and I remember thinking the manager before me didn't do a great job of getting people in there all the time I saw his advertising and I saw what he did and I, I always thought the back of my head surely we could do better than that but when I got in there I basically did what he did but I but I tried to do it better and lo and behold my results weren't all that much better if better than him you know you've got the yellow page advertising you've got direct mail you've got newspaper advertising radio and of course nowadays you've got the digital media I have to say I really wasn't a whole lot better than him and I wanted not only to make more money for myself especially in the long run so I had to prove myself I wanted the store to do great because one day I was going to take it over that was kind of the plan I needed to know what to do and I didn't have the skills so I thought I've got to do something different so I stepped away from that and, and I just sort of had a meeting with myself and, and said what can I do here so I thought let's try not spending much money if any that's going to be rule number one what can I do to bring people in or to get people to spend more that are already with us but I don't have to spend near as much money or if I do spend the money with them or to get to get people to come in or to buy more maybe the customers can get the money maybe I can use that to incentivize them so I went to work and I tried a lot of different things but you know after a while you start running out of ideas and occasionally a, an idea would come to me and I try it sometimes it would work really good sometimes it didn't work at all occasionally it was just marginal but when I would go run the sales reports after the different things I tried I noticed something really really interesting I noticed that when I didn't advertise we got more customers buying and more customers in and I thought holy shit I discovered something I think I did that maybe I was onto something and so I thought okay well here's my plan I'm going to 
work on ways to bring more people in, to get them more responsive, to get people to buy more, and try to keep from spending any money. Or if I have to spend money, it's going to be very little. And let me tell you, that was scary. Because everybody, you know, you, you learn from, goes and does newspaper advertising, or puts out, puts out circulars, or gets on the radio, or does direct mail. All of that stuff costs money. And it's really easy to throw money at those things, hoping they'll work, when most of the time you can't even gauge your return on your investment. But I thought, even if I couldn't gauge this by not spending much money, there would be a heck of a good return on investment, and if something flopped, I didn't spend all that much. So I had all kinds of room to experiment. That was very cool. That was a great thought, I thought. So that's what I did. I started looking for ways to bring people in, to get them to spend more, and to get them to spend more often. Because that's how you grow a business. Those are the three things. Now, as time was going on, something really, really bad happened where I live. There was a major manufacturer in our town. They made buses. They were called Neoplan. They'd been there for almost 30 years. They shut the doors one day. And here I was, the manager. I had been in there not all that long. I was trying to make more money for my family, trying to make the business more money, and they shut the doors. Now here's what's significant about that. The town we were in was only about 8,500 population. The county itself was about 17,000. Neoplan was putting in approximately $2 million per month, per month, in our local economy. And when that disappeared, click, a lot of the lights went out. Every business in town was scared. I was really frightened. I was frightened. I would get these these worry pains in my stomach like a like an ulcer. Have you ever had an ulcer? It's like a somebody shoving a an on fire stick into your gut and it just stays there. It doesn't go away. No amount of of uh, Alka Seltzer or whatever I did made it any better. I was getting worried because I just took this position not long ago. I wanted to make more money for my family, and I'm thinking, my God, are we going to close? And then I got my, my employees, and I'm thinking, they've got families. I'm going to have to let some of them go. And then I thought, some of them have babies. What are they going to do? The guilt was killing me. I used to leave the store when I had some free time and I'd drive up to our church and I'd let myself in. I had a key. It was a small church. I made sure no one was there when I went. And behind me, I'd lock the door. I'd go to the front pew and I'd sit and lean back a little bit and just stare up at the cross, waiting for inspiration in between prayers. And it just seemed like it never came. 
and when I felt like I'd need to get back to the store, I'd hurry out to the to the company pickup, and I'd go back, and there were all those problems facing me again. They never went away. So it finally occurred to me, I really need to get after it here. So I went to all the marketing seminars I could. I read all the books that I could find. You know those guerrilla marketing books? I read those. I thought, man, that's the holy grail. That's exactly what I need. Because that was the thing I was looking for, I was trying to do. But I noticed that most of the tips in there were really basic and didn't seem all that helpful, at least not for me. Because there were things like, well, make sure you have business cards and have good signage. I know that. That's not helping me bring people in necessarily. I need instructions. I need methods. I need tactics that I know that work. Because I had created some, but I needed more. So I went on this journey to do research of people who were doing or have done what I'm trying to do. And I have found lots of people over time who had some killer, killer ideas. And I stole every one of them. Thank you very much. And I have amassed a toolkit of ideas and things that work great. In fact, one of the ideas that I read about, I immediately put it to work. And I was able to increase our average sale by 23.5% within weeks and at the time there were businesses in our town some of them were closing because of that bus manufacturer I had people coming up to me going how did you do that business people the people I respected the people I wanted the respect from they would say how did you do that and that, I have to tell you, felt like gold, like I was wearing gold, because they were wanting to know how I did it. But you know, what I discovered, more importantly, was what I was really after, was my own self-respect. Because when I was bullied, it was robbed from me. And I didn't realize that. But when I look back on what I did, going to all these seminars, taking on this gargantuan responsibility without knowing what was really there, and I succeeded at it. And I had people coming up to me, people I respected. How did you do that? It was terrific. I've never forgotten. So that's my story. And I wanted you to know all that because I'm going to be infusing lots more information as we go on. Each day, it is my goal, it is my commitment to you, that I'm going to give you something very powerful you can use. And point out things you probably didn't know were going on that will help you bring in more business. Because again, the three ways to grow a business is to get more new customers, is to increase the size of every transaction on average, and to get more transactions. That's how we grew a business. And if you've got a community business, even if your business is only online, these tips 
are going to make a world of difference for you. I just got done doing an interview with someone's secret I'm not going to tell you about right now. This person was on Shark Tank in 2017. And I learned two amazing tips from him. One of them was one that I've used before, but he took it two steps further that just, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I can't wait to talk about that. So stay tuned. Come back tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I'll have some information for you. I promise you won't be bored. It will be useful. It will be helpful in your business. Come back. See you then. And remember, stop advertising and get busy marketing or get busy dying. Now let's rock it.